Hey guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. We're two lifelong friends and musicians, but when we're not playing gigs, we like to talk games. And today on the Gaming Gig Podcast, we're talking about a huge mistake Nintendo might be making with upcoming Switch hardware. So Daniel, I'm sure you've heard the rumors. I've that heard the rumors. Switch new Switch hardware or new Nintendo hardware. New Nintendo I guess hardware. we should. I we called it new Switch hardware, but in the intro, but whatever. Yeah. New Nintendo hardware is rumored to be coming not next year, but this year for the holiday. That's the rumor. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know. I expect there to be new hardware because it's time for new hardware. It's been time. So, I mean, rumors can't be too far off. Eh. I mean, mean, who knows? They normally are. Well, I don't know, man. I've learned rumors are, I've learned to just trust leaks. Because it seems like more and more, like, leaks, everything gets leaked. Everything gets leaked. Yeah, everything does get leaked, but it often gets leaked incorrectly. True. Like there's Especially with Nintendo. Nuggets of truth. Nobody right? knows what Nintendo's right. doing. Right. I mean, like. how often have we gotten Switch Pro, you know? Right. Let rumors. me ask you this, Randy. Would it make you happy if Nintendo released a successor to the Switch this holiday season? Yes. That's why Nintendo won't do it. <laughs> well, Nintendo, you're right. <laughs> Nintendo always does the thing that you don't expect. Yes. And the one thing that I think everyone expects is that whatever we get next from Nintendo, Mm -hmm. they just expect it to be backwards compatible with the original Switch. Mm -hmm. And that is specifically what we're going to be talking about today because I think that there is a really good chance that the next Switch hardware may not be backwards compatible with the original Switch. Well, they they have a history of of being fairly backwards compatible with things. I mean, and specifically with handhelds. And especially their... Whatever they have, whether it be handheld or a console, if it's very popular, yeah. they tend to really work to make it backwards compatible. And there's a couple of different ways they can do that. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about those. Yeah. But uh, I'm not saying that it's not going to happen, but I think there's a good chance that we may not have it. And uh, we'll get into the specifics on that in a second. But first, let's talk about a poll we put out where we said, do you expect uh, the next Nintendo system to be backwards compatible with the Switch? Mm-hmm. At 49%, the people said, Absolutely. At 24%, they said probably. At 22%, they said doubtful. And at 6%, they said no way, Jose. Right, which I expect this because I think most people think they'd be dumb not to make it backwards compatible. Yeah. Because it just makes sense. It does make a lot of sense. The Switch has been so popular. And most consoles we see these days, like the PS5, was backwards compatible. Mm -hmm. The Series X is backwards compatible. So... It's been set by the industry that this is the thing that we do now. And it's been set by Nintendo, like, in more recent years. I mean, like, you know, the the Wii can play GameCube. The Wii U could play Wii, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Switch can't play Wii or Wii U. Mm -hmm. uh, But they did port a lot of that stuff over. But um, we moved to a completely different kind of of thing. Right, yeah. That was was a big Siri. Siri, chill. What are you doing? I'm as relaxed as a stiff sheath of anodized aluminum. <laughs> Come on, Siri. I don't know what she's doing. Siri trying to jump in on the podcast. She wants to be involved. Seriously, she's she's something about anodized aluminum. But uh, yeah, and, and if you talk about Nintendo's handhelds, like Game Boy Advance could play Game Boy, right? DS Lite could play Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. You know, like the 3DS could do DS. I mean, like right. the handhelds really tend to work through it. Mm-hmm. But um, so what happened this week is MVG, <clears throat> Modern Vintage Gamer. Uh, mm-hmm a fellow gaming YouTuber, obviously a bit more popular than us. A bit. Um, He put out a video kind of explaining that Switch backwards compatibility may not be as simple as we expect it to be. Mm -hmm. 
And this is where where people like you and I fall off the discussion because he he got all technical and was like, "This is why." Yeah, we're yeah. just like, "It has to happen." They've done it before. Right. Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> but now now MVG is a game developer who has released games on the Switch. Yeah. So he he knows he knows, he knows some things. He knows some stuff. Yeah. And uh, specifically, it comes down to I mean, like I know nothing about the technical side, but from what I my little pea brain understands. It comes down to the fact that uh, the Tegra X1, which is the chip in the Switch, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's not going to be easy to get games that run on the Tegra X1. If they move away from it, it's not going to be very easy to get those games running on whatever they move to. Yeah, and he detailed um, an, a three or four different kind of avenues that Nintendo might could possibly take in this situation. And he talked a lot about, you know, which ones are, you know, harder than others and mm-hmm. which one's more likely. Uh, it was a really great video. You should, you should probably go check it out. But yeah. you know, to me, by the end, he was like, you know, to me, this fits most of what Nintendo would do, which is maybe just stick a Tegra X one in the new hardware, mm-hmm. kind of like how they included, you know, essentially a GBA on the DS Lite, right? They included right. a GameCube on the Wii, like mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But even that, like, that's going to increase cost, and it's you know it may not be as easy as just like, you know, taking some duct tape or some Gorilla Glue and sticking that bad boy in there. You know, <laughs> right. there, there may be some technical mumbo jumbo that needs to be handled by the folks at Nintendo. Yeah, so if that happens, we'd have like a switch cartridge slot on yeah. the thing, mm-hmm. even if there wasn't, you know, even, even if they, they went to a new cartridge right. or disc or whatever. And that's exactly what they did with the DS, right? Yeah. Exactly. And um, I, I think that that would make sense, but it is expensive, and you know. We've saw that happen with other things, so there definitely is a history to it and some precedent. But there are other options, like they could just go straight emulation. Mm-hmm. But I don't see that as being an option because if they go through software emulation, that's very taxing, and I yes. don't think they're going to put out a console that is powerful enough to emulate the Switch. I don't either. I mean, I, I've uh, I have a Steam Deck, and and the Steam Deck can emulate a lot of Switch, but it does struggle with a lot of Switch as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what a lot of people that I'm hearing, specifically like Wolf Den, I heard him talking about this. He was saying on his podcast that he thinks the next Switch will be roughly uh, equivalent power-wise to like an out-of-the-box new PS4. And I the don't, Steam Deck, yeah. it, generally people say it kind of sits more like PS4 Pro kind of territory. And he thinks that the power of the next Switch or next Nintendo whatever will be between somewhere between a Switch and a Steam Deck, but closer to the Steam Deck. But he doesn't see them putting out something more powerful than a Steam Deck, and I kind of agree. So if the Steam Deck can't doesn't have the power to emulate the Switch, then whatever Nintendo puts out also is definitely not going to be powerful enough to emulate the Switch yeah. on a software level. They have that Nintendo magic as far as optimization that nobody else seems to have, but it, it yeah. can't do everything. Right. I guess other options would be, you know, they figure out with whatever whatever they move to away from the Tegrax one, um, they could figure out a way to make it work, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know the technical side, but they could make it so that games could play on it, but they have to figure out some sort of crazy... Some sort of patch. Some sort of, of thing. Situation. Yeah, yeah. there'd have to be something that works. Yeah, and then you're looking at patching the entire Switch library, which would take, like, insane manpower. Right, and we're talking about thousands of games yeah. that would need to be patched. Now, I mean, and that could be an option, and we see, like, just Nintendo work to patch every single first-party first game, mm-hmm. which is an option. Uh, I don't yeah. know. There are lots of things. So the the so far we know there's a bunch of hurdles. 
if it's going to happen, it's going to have to be overcome. Not that it's insurmountable, but there's right. some hurdles. But let's see what we have comments here. We got uh, Miguel GC Gamer. Mm-hmm. I was going to get it right this time. GameCube. All about the GameCube. Profile picture is Mario Sunshine. Oh, it is, isn't yeah. it? If it's going to use cartridges, then I see no reason why it shouldn't be backwards compatible. If they go back to disc for the next generation, then probably not. Well, I don't see them going back to disc. I don't either. Um, but the problem with their cartridges is that games are getting bigger. And to produce a 32 gig Switch cartridge is apparently not very cost efficient. Or I think they would essentially lose money if you mm-hmm. try to put out a big game on a Switch cartridge. There's just no way to make money on it. Yeah, so uh, you know, Modern Vintage Gamer in his video mentioned that, and he talked about how he thinks Nintendo will put out a new kind of cartridge that's a little more um, efficient and, and and faster. And cheaper. And cheaper. Most yeah. importantly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so if they do that, we're assuming they're going to have a separate slot for the old cartridges. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, th- that would work. But uh, at that point, I think if they do move away from the cartridges and do something new, they're going to have to just add the Tegra X1 on it if we're going to have backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, That's the option, honestly, that I would like to see. That's just, what I would Just like. do it at a hardware level. Make mm-hmm. it so that we can just play it exactly like it is now. Just give me two slots. Mm-hmm. I'll figure out where, where everything goes. I promise. We got another comment here from Heather Cook. Heather says, Nintendo has done it with the massively successful Wii, and people really want it. I don't see why they shouldn't. I don't think anybody outside of Nintendo has a chance of predicting what they'll do, though. Preach. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo doesn't often do what they should. Preach. That's a good question. I mean, like, what they should. I mean, like, I think that this would be a bad move for Nintendo because I think it would cause a lot of people to be very, very upset. Mm -hmm. So you're saying they should jump whatever hurdle they have to and make it happen. Well... I think that it would, you know, add a lot of good faith to oh, the people yeah. who love Nintendo. I think <laughs> they'd be happy would. about it. But um, and they lose a lot of that over the over a console generation. But when we're talking about what they should, we're we're really saying at that point we're saying like what should they do for the consumers? Right. We got to keep in mind this is a business, and financially, it actually may make a whole lot more sense for Nintendo to <clears throat> not be backwards compatible, for the new Switch to be backwards compatible. Because if they don't, one, I think that there's been market research that shows that like if a system is backwards compatible, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to sell better. Mm-hmm. I don't think that really plays into why people buy systems. They buy systems for the new games, not True. the old ones. Definitely. It's always just an added plus when you hear you can play your old stuff. Right. But it you makes don't it, even always do it. You know, It sweetens like, the deal. But I mean, like if there are games that people want to play, they will buy the system to play the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, whether or not it's backwards compatible, I'm certainly, I'm in on pre-order. Like, I'm, I'm buying one. Right. You know, so. Right. And that's what we got to talk about. But I think that it would make a lot of people mad. Um, but before we move on to talking about that subject, um, mm-hmm. I want to tell you guys who are watching the podcast here about our Twitch channel. I yes. know we're, we're trying to plug it more often to let you know that we do this. We stream on Twitch on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. And... Uh, we want you to come hang out with us. So mm-hmm. check us out on Twitch. The username is game and gig with and spelled out as a word, not the ampersand symbol. Straight up. Yeah. So come hang out with us. We stream at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Yep. We got uh, Smash Ultimate on Tuesdays. We do uh, Fortnite on Thursdays. We do uh, Rocket League on Sundays. Yeah. So come hang out with us, guys. We'd love to see you there. Just come chat with us. It's like the best way for you to directly interact with us and for us to directly interact with you. So. Yeah. You get to see Randy's real personality. 
Oh yeah, let me tell you. It's it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Let me tell you. No, once I get gaming, I get evil. Man, he is a he just rages. <laughs> I mean, he just gets straight like turnt. Anyway, so we have probably one of I think the most interesting polls we've ever put out in terms of the results. Okay. And that the poll was, would you buy a Nintendo Switch 2, even if it's not backwards compatible with the original Switch? And I thought, you know, (laughs) sure, I would do it. I would buy one if it's not backwards compatible. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not going to be a deal breaker for me. No. 52% of people said, no, they would not buy it. Now, do I think they're being honest? Yeah. No. No. 24% 24% of people said, I'm not sure. And 23% of people were like me and they say yes. And you say yes too, right? Heck yeah, I say yeah. I mean, we, we were talking about this yesterday when we were putting the gig in gaming gig. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking about this poll and how over half people said no. And both of us were like, yeah, they're not telling the truth. <laughs> I don't think so. I really don't think, like, I could see, like, you're going to be mad. And you're like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to buy it if it's not backwards compatible. But now... I'm sure a certain percentage of this is people who wouldn't buy any Switch. They just don't want a Nintendo yes. system. And a, an even smaller percentage is probably people who actually wouldn't buy it if it's not backwards compatible. But I say most of these people are just mad. They're just like right. knee-jerk, be... mad reaction. And mm-hmm. it's like, but they still want to play Tears of the Kingdom, so you're going to buy it. Well, and I, and I would be included in that group that would be upset if it's Me not too. backwards compatible. Me too. Like, I, well, I shouldn't say upset. I would be disappointed. Mm-hmm. It's not like my Switch would go anywhere. I could still play Switch games. Yeah. And the Switch being a handheld makes it even better for going back and playing, you know, later on in the future because you don't mm-hmm. have to get it out and dock it to your TV. You can just play it handheld. Now, I'll tell you what would make me more disappointed than backwards compatibility going away is if they went back to just a standard home console. Like if they ditched if they the, did, hybrid, con- the yeah. hybrid concept? If they ditched that, I would be, uh, I would be distraught. What if they come in with something that's very powerful, like equivalent to like a PS5 Series X power? Well, that and- would be awesome. <laughs> but, they, but they won't do that. I mean, that would change things. They've never done but that. That's since, not what I. They mean. haven't done that since the GameCube. Yeah, I know. They haven't cared about hardware since the GameCube, from a power perspective. Yeah, yeah. But I, they did it once. But it was one of their worst selling consoles. I mean, it wasn't as bad as the Wii U. But. Yeah, but I liked my GameCube a lot. So, um, yeah, no, no. If they release a PS5 equivalent Nintendo home console, sure. That, that's fine if it's not handheld. They won't do that. They won't. They won't do that. They won't do I that. don't think there's a snowball's chance in hell of that no. happening. <laughs> but that would mean they would go back to like having to release like standalone a standalone handheld line, you know, which like maybe the Switch would continue as a standalone handheld. Hmm. I don't know. I think the hybrid console will stay. I think that. Um, do you that, think more people will go to that? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. What? Go ahead. Go ahead with your point. Do you think more people... I was going to say, I think they'll definitely stick with the, the hybrid console because it works so well. I mean, they're talking about potentially their best-selling you know, right. system, whether it be handheld or console of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's potential that it'll pass the DS right. and become the best. So why would they go away from it? Yeah. Do you think Xbox or Sony will ever... Like, do you think everybody will move to this hybrid eventually? It just depends. I mean, I think that... We've seen another big name get into the hybrid thing with the Steam Deck, mm-hmm. and it has worked out for them. You know, I, yeah. the Steam Deck we know has probably sold like, I don't know, a million or more. I mean, and mm-hmm. the Switch is probably sitting at like 120-something million. So it's like you can't compare the numbers. No. But still, for what the Steam Deck is, it's been very successful. So mm-hmm. could I see someone like PlayStation or Xbox producing a hybrid in the future? 
Yeah, I could. I don't know how successful it would be. Yeah, I'd like to see Sony just bring back a PSP. Right. I mean, and, and in a way, the PSP was that way because you yeah. could dock a PSP and you could put it on a TV. I never did that. Yeah, and there was the, um, what was it, the PSP. Vita? Vita TV. Is that what it was? The Vita TV? It was like a... No, it was the PS... Was it the Vita or the PSP that had the just the box that you could plug in and play? It was just like the TV version of it. I don't know. Was it the PSP TV? PSP you're TV? you're hearkening back to something I don't know about here. I, it's a thing that existed. It was like basically either a PSP or a PS Vita. I don't know because I didn't own one. And it was just like a TV box that you plugged in. And it was, you know, you played it... Um. Now you could dock a PSP. I'm pretty positive you could, you know, figure out a way to play it on your TV. But no, there was actually a box. Hmm. Maybe it was the PS TV. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it was a thing. We're getting off topic here, but I need to know about this PlayStation TV. Yeah, there you go. The PlayStation TV. Can I buy one of these on Amazon? What? This? I don't know. This looks newer. This. I don't know. I don't know what, what that is. What is this? For $219, you can get a PlayStation TV on Amazon. Uh, hundreds of PlayStation games to choose from, including many Vita games, such as Killzone. Uh, Maybe it's a Vita. It's got remote play for your PS4. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a Vita. Maybe it was like a Vita. Essentially a Vita. odd to me. Okay. I'm glad I learned about that. Yeah. Okay. So, but obviously people really would be upset. Judging mm. by this poll, if the Switch is next, Switch hardware is not backwards compatible. Yes. But we got some comments here. Another from Heather Cook, who is like doubling up. MVP. MVP, yeah. I'd still buy it, but backwards compatibility is a big thing for me. I'm one of those weirdos who actually uses backwards compatibility frequently. It would make the difference between me buying it at launch and me buying it later down the road. Mm. You know, maybe waiting until it's really worth it, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Wait till all the good games are there. And right. Really valuable purchase instead of being a early adopter and playing whatever games it happens to launch with. But Heather, then you can't complain about it with the rest of us. <laughs> you know, we'll be there complaining. <laughs> yeah, we gotta have friends that do this with us. All right, we got a comment from Tay One H. Yeah, Tay One Tay One H. Seeing as my Steam Deck is making my desktop and consoles gather dusk, dusk gather dust. I highly doubt Nintendo will release anything that can seriously compete with it in terms of perform- performance and versatility. Yeah, man. So uh, I can I relate to this. I feel this comment uh, in my soul because mm-hmm. uh, my Steam Deck just kicked my Xbox Series X to a closet. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is. And I almost want to save this comment for the end because uh, it transitions into our next subject where we're talking about pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll save it. We'll say yeah. that, but the, well, you know what? I'll go ahead and say, how much have you been playing your Switch lately? Are you playing it at all? I play Smash on it. Okay, so you do. It does get some use. It's not like it's just sitting there gathering dust. Mm-hmm. We stream it every week, man. Well, you know I'm playing my Switch. I know. I have, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I was thinking like outside of streaming, I guess. Uh, Not much. I've been playing it a lot because I've been playing... Uh, Prime. Metroid Prime, and I've been playing the the Kirby Deluxe, you know, Return to Dreamland. Yeah, and I that. downloaded that demo, and I, I want to play that too. Uh, yeah. And I want to play the Prime Remaster. I just, you know, I haven't picked one up yet, but um, but I'm going to eventually. Yeah. 
So yeah, no, my, I haven't like retired my switch. I, I actually still, when I see it sitting on my desk, it still gives me a little warm, fuzzy feeling. Um, I still love the switch and I, and I like my series X, but, uh, I just wasn't using it. That was the one that wasn't being used and it was the PC steam deck combos fault. Yeah. Well, I mean, but when, when Starfield comes out, Starfield will probably bring you back to the series X. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and it, I, I kind of like to get my Series X back out and set it back up. But honestly, the HDMI cable that that wasn't being used, that was plugged into the Series X, just looked so handy right. to turn into a Steam Deck dock. <laughs> so, you know, so that that's kind of what happened there. Well, um, if you're cool, we'll just skip that one thing there and we'll just move on to our next conversation here. But mm-hmm. before we do that, which I want to talk about the Switch and things, because I've been playing Metroid Prime and I want to mm-hmm. talk about that. But... Um, before we do that, Daniel, tell folks about our Discord and how they can join us on Discord. Yeah, so uh, y'all know about Discord. You know, it's a real popular chatting app. You know, you got video chats, voice chats, regular old text chats. Well, we got one of them. We got us a server over there. It's Gaming Gig Discord server. You can find an invite link in all the descriptions of our videos. We've got a nice little growing community over there of uh, nerds just like us that like to talk games and play games. And uh, it's just a good place to hang out. You get updates about all our videos, all our podcasts. You get stream notifications when we go live. You can come kind of try to kick my butt and smash. Uh, it's a good time. So hit that link and uh, come hang out with us. Yeah, I mean, and we also, another thing on there is it posts whenever we go live on Twitch. So it's a good way to keep track of when we go live on Twitch. And you can just join us through there too. Yep. So all kinds of stuff. Um, so yeah, I have been playing my Switch recently because of the Kirby game and because of Metroid Prime Remastered. Mm-hmm. So um, I wanted to know who else is, has played Metroid Prime or who's been going through the remaster. Mm-hmm. So I asked, have you played Metroid Prime on uh, on our YouTube channel? Yeah. At 21%, folks said, yeah, the original on GameCube. 7% say the remaster. 7% say both versions. And 65% said they have not played it. Which, I mean, it makes sense for a lot of people who have not played this because... It's Metroid. It was Metroid. Yeah, it's never been like the most successful franchise, but it is a cult classic. People love the original Metroid Prime. Mm-hmm. and um, Great game. Now that I'm playing it, it's awesome. Now, you played some back on I the- I played the original. The original, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you know, I learned something cool about Metroid uh, Prime the other day. Did you know that when Nintendo was putting this out, they had so much doubt about whether or not it would be successful and people would actually adopt a, a, a 3D Metroid, like a first-person per- first person view? That that's why they released Fusion around the same time, which is to give make give them something. Yeah, cool. they were like, well, we know they're gonna like a two D. Didn't they release on the same day? Didn't Fusion Did it release, Prime on, the same release day? on the exact same day? Oh my god, what a day! I, I I kind of in my brain, I think that they did, but maybe I'm wrong about that. But I kind of think they did release on the same day. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Okay, November seventeenth, two thousand two. Let's see here. What about the other one? Did it release on November 17th? No, November 18th. The next day. They put out Fusion and they were like, okay, remember you love Metroid. And the next day we were like, here's new Metroid. So it's not the same day, but they're one day apart. Oh that is God. awesome, yeah. man. What a, what a time for Metroid. What if they had released Metroid Dread and then the next day they released Prime 4? Mm. I would have crapped. I mean, that's way too much now. But now we don't see that kind of stuff because they no. don't want to flood the market with like, you have to pick at that point. You have to pick which one you want to do. Yeah. But it makes sense. 
So talking about Metroid Prime, um, we have here Skaman, Skaman125. Skaman. Skaman. When the remaster booted up on my first-gen Switch, I had an odd understanding that this is how I remember the game looking and that the GameCube couldn't be this detailed. Well, yeah, that's what's great about it. They were in the, well, been a great time exploring Talonvora all over again. Yeah, that's what's cool about it is that they really were true to the original kind of look and feel of it, but they updated everything and mm-hmm. made it look great again. It's yeah. the way you remembered it in your head, but yeah. obviously it wasn't that way. Yeah, I mean, it did look great for the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, people always talk about how the original Metroid Prime was, like, years ahead in terms mm-hmm. of graphics. Yeah, yeah, which, for sure. Um, but now the remaster honestly looks amazing on Switch, and it runs at 60 frames a second. They have really figured it out. They need the Pokemon companies to take some notes on how to make a Switch game run well. Pokemon companies do do a lot of things. Yeah. But this ain't that podcast. No. So uh, we got another comment here from Caleb, a.k.a. Punchy Punch. Uh, Caleb says, I've played both, and they're amazing must-play games. Haven't played the original before. Remastered. Made remastered. So much. Oh. Haven't, having played the original before remastered made remastered so much better <laughs> since I could appreciate all the improvements the game got. That was a tough sentence, Caleb. Yeah, he, he really threw you for a loop there. Yeah. Uh, I will say, even though it was a small bonus, I'm sad the remastered does not have the fusion suit bonus. But that is just a small blemish on an otherwise 10 out of 10 game. No fusion suit. See, it's because we weren't getting that dual release this time. So there was no point in having that fusion tie-in. Right. Man, the fusion suit is cool. That's that's why I use this the skin I use in Smash because it looks like the fusion it's the same colors. The fusion, fusion suit, suit is like probably the coolest the coolest, you know, different suit that Samus has in my opinion. It used to be. Oh, you think in dread? Yes. That dread the dread Samus is so good looking. Like <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> We know what Daniel likes now. I just mean the suit. You guys go ahead and just start putting links into the in the comments of all the pictures for Daniel and enjoy. Okay, <laughs> please, please do not do that. Um, no, the fusion. I mean, the dread suit is is super cool. I don't even. I can't even. Can't even be myself here. I'm in my own damn house and I can't be myself. Whew. Moving Go ahead on. and read a comment, Randy. Right. Loving Life 8854 said, I honestly want to get the original first, then the remake, because I really want to compare the two. I mean, I would, just, I would I don't think that you're going to want to play the remake or, you know, immediately after playing the original, unless you just like love, loved it. I would just say play the remake. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that you want to do it, go for it. But there's a chance, like, say you even just really like the original. You're not going to immediately want to go over and play the game again just with, with better graphics. Yeah, play the remaster, and if you need to get on YouTube and look up like some long play footage of the original, do that. Yeah. And then you can be like, holy crap, this does look so much better without, you know, getting fatigued. Yeah, I think I would, I'm just saying, like, from personal experience, <clears throat> I would definitely not have the endurance to play the same game twice. I can't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's just, that's personal. I mean, some people can definitely do that. Yeah. Maybe you're that type of person. All right. And finally, uh, we got a comment from Tom Derry. Mm-hmm. Tom Derry says, played the original, bought the physical remaster, but still have yet to play it. So many backlog games. I feel you on that. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I so I have tons of back. I have not even touched my backlog in probably close to a month or two. I have not even touched it. I've just been playing new stuff because I've had new stuff to play. You should go touch it. 
I just go up and just, just go lay my hands on it. Just lay hands on the backlog, you know. Oh, you know, I did play uh, Catherine. And I did play Shredder's Revenge for my backlog recently, True. so that was one I did play from the backlog. Yeah, you tickled the old backlog. Yeah, I went up and just laid hands on it. All right, we've reached that point. The most important point of the podcast: the three for Dale Club. And this week we are uh, we've dropped in numbers, people. Well, you know what was strange is that yes. Last week was our biggest three for Dale Club ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked about in the podcast. We were excited. The last podcast, the most liked podcast we've ever had in Gaming Gig Podcast history. Thank you, guys. Which is over a year long now. But then on that video was our smallest three for Dale Club. Well, you know. Everyone wanted to hit like, and they didn't want to become part of the three for Dale Club. That's what it, they just, they liked it so fast that they were like, <laughs> well, I've done my part, you know, and they and they clicked off. They weren't thinking. So, And that's all right. The Three for Dale Club is when, if you make it to the end of this video, let us know you made it by putting in your comment somewhere, just put Three for Dale. Mm -hmm. That lets us know that you have made it to the end, and what we'll do is we'll shout you out at the end of next podcast. But this week, we got two members. We got Landon Stallings, who is like the king of the Three for Dale Club. Mm -hmm. Landon, thank you so much. And then also... Punchy Punch, a.k.a. Caleb. And, uh, you know, Caleb... Caleb is a big proponent on here on, on the Gaming Gig channel, and uh, specifically, you know, he's running an experiment for us now. He's trying out these uh, butt solar panels. Yeah, that he's we, trying uh, it out. Yeah, that we brought up last last week. So he uh, bought some. Yeah, yeah, I heard he bought some. I don't know if they've come in yet, Caleb, but you know, get back to us. Let us know how those butt solar panels are working out for you, and uh, you know, just just keep us uh, up to date on the experiment. That's all I'm asking, buddy. Yeah, we have to know, and. Until next time, guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. And this has been Gaming Gig. Peace out.